Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we're now in reading Eov, the first chapter, verse 6. It's the, after the introduction of getting to know Eov, he's this righteous person who does all good and he has, he's, he's very wealthy, he's blessed by God, has many children, they all celebrate together once in a while, and then he brings sacrifices for fear that they uttered a blasphemy against God. And here we read in verse 6, And the, it so happened that the, the, the divine beings, they're described as, as the children of God, definitely a metaphor because the Torah, the, the Bible doesn't believe in God as, you know, the father of a family. So B'nai Elohim means the second in command, sort of the messengers. And they come to report to God, and the adversary came with them. So this is... Is that what the Christians used to... Uh, yeah. That, that's one mm-hmm. of the Satan. Satan is adversary. The enemy of God, right. So, but here it's not... So in Christianity, Satan or Lucifer or, you know, there are different... Uh, uh, the Antichrist is the enemy of God. No, so, no, but Bnei Elohim, they, they rationalize that as being... Oh, yes. You know, yeah, they took yeah. the idea of Ben Elohim yeah. as... as, the, as the, but yeah. not from here directly. I mean, the society comment, the, yeah. the, 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 the source for that in Christianity is that uh, r- reportedly before he was crucified, Jesus said, Avi, Avi, Lama Azavtani. Uh, he said it in Lama Shavaktani in, in Aramaic. He says, my father, why have you abandoned me? But he didn't mean it in the sense of he thought himself of a direct right. son of God, but rather metaphorical like in the Bible. But the idea of adversary is also from here. It, uh, the word Satan appears before, before Eov, it appears twice in the, uh, in the Tanakh. One, when the angel prevented Bil'am from going to curse B'nai Israel. It says, So the, the angel became a Satan. So the, the meaning there, Satan is from the word listot, to deviate. It's an obstacle that causes people to deviate from the path. And then later on with Shalomo, when Shalomo went also off the path, it says, Vayakem Hashem Elohim lo Satan. Hashem sent a certain person, Hadad, to become his Satan, to become his adversary. So it's not this kind of mythical or divine creature that uh, has powers. It's just the one... It's, it's the prosecutor. It's the one who causes you to uh, either present an obstacle or a deviation or distortion. And uh, in verse 7, Hashem asks the Satan, says, Where are you coming from? Satan answers, I was traveling around looking at people. So God tells the Satan, did you, did you see my, uh, my servant Eov? Isn't he amazing? He's righteous. He's God-fearing. He doesn't do evil. Now, why would you tell this? If the Satan is the adversary, the prosecutor, 
You don't want to praise people next to him. Like the example I gave with the IRS. You don't go to the IRS and say, look how this person uh, is so wealthy and still manages to do all that with paying his taxes on time. So anyway, we're going to look into that, right? So the Satan answered, It's not for nothing that Eov fears you, reveres you. You protect him. You, you put a fence around him. You blessed him. His, his, uh, uh, his flocks are abundant. Of course he will be uh, happy with you. But just touch his stuff, you will see that he cur- it will curse you. We'll turn right again. So, when you read the story, you could say, though, the Satan is not, is not, uh, uh, is the villain, right? Because he says that Yov, he, he claims that Yov is only righteous because he's being protected by God. But, it's really God who instigates, not the villain, but God instigates the Satan. If God would not have said anything, God would just keep quiet. Nothing would have happened. But because God says, look at Eov, the Satan says, no, let's try him. So, um, now he's giving permission. So Hashem says, okay, you have him. You could do whatever you want to him, but don't touch him. Um, and that, we'll see that Kola Sherlo includes his children. You would have thought that, and that is also when we see the border between fiction and reality, because we would understand that in reality, taking uh, the Satan, taking away your children is touching him personally. When, Hashem, when God says, don't touch him, it doesn't just mean don't afflict his body physically, but don't afflict his soul. And there's nothing uh, worse than losing a child. But the Satan sort of like crosses that line. So what happens? First, the, uh, as, as the sons and daughters of Eov were during a feast at the house of the o- oldest son, a message has come to Eov, and says, The the oxen were plowing, the donkeys were grazing next to them. The people of Sheba, the uh, the kingdom of Sheba, came and raided us and took everything. They, they, they stole all the animals, they killed all your servants. I'm the only survivor. So, that became a phrase, by the way, in Hebrew, to say that when there's a rapid succession of, uh, of bad news, it's one is still talking and the other one already comes in with, the new, uh, with, with, with worse news. He says, The Chaldeans, the people of Babylonia, raided us and took the camels and disappeared. Uh, which also, and going back to the idea of the you know the, the fiction here, um, to there is no place where you could be raided by both the people of Sheba, which is in Africa, and the people of Babylonia. People come from neighboring countries, so that is a uh, and that connects to maybe we didn't mention yesterday that it says that Yov was greater than all the people of the east. Mikol bene Kedem, and David commented Kedem means east, but also means 
of ancient times. So this is like an ancient tale that we're telling you now. It's, it's not about a, a specific person, but about an ancient question, the, the essential question of divine justice. So that, that is the, the second messenger. The third messenger is this is a devastating news. He comes, uh, he says that uh, a uh, powerful wind came from the desert and touched the four corner of the house and it collapsed and all were killed under the rabble and he is the, the sole survivor. At that point, Iov gets up, he tears his clothes, he shaves his head, uh, and he lies down on the ground. He collapses to the ground. He says, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. So he accepts, so he accepts the divine verdict. He says, This is what God wanted. I cannot, in other words, he says, I cannot complain. Because when I was born, I had nothing. And now I have nothing. So, sort of saying, thank God for the short period, or the, who knows, 40, 50 years, where I had some stuff. Now I have nothing. This is what God wanted. And he concludes with, Adonai Natan, Adonai Lakah, Yishem Adonai Bevorach. Hashem has taken, Hashem has given, Hashem has taken away. Blessed be the name of Hashem. This is a phrase that we use until today, at funerals, even non-Jews use that, uh, Christians use that at, at funerals. Hashem is given, Hashem is taken away. May Hashem's name be blessed. So it seems like Yov is still impeccable, right? Untouched. Bechol zot, lo hata Yov, velo natan tifla le'elohim. For all that, Job did not sin, nor did he cast a reproach on God. And uh, th- this is sort of a a review or an assessment of Yob that with all the things that have befell him uh, he did not he did not turn against God and it's interesting the word that is used tifla tifla is from the word tafel in Hebrew which means tasteless and that is to claim that the whole uh, plan of God is tasteless it doesn't work but it's the same exact uh, words uh, letters of the word Tefillah, praise. So, you could the uh, tefillah. The same word could either be a good word or a bad word. It's also tefillah could come from the the actual root of tefillah is palal. Lefalel in Hebrew is to go to court, judgment. Like still modern Hebrew, mishpat plilim. Plilim, plilim is criminal. Leaflil is to incriminate. So tefillah means to incriminate or judge oneself. When I'm praying, I'm assessing myself and what I did right, what I did wrong, and then uh, according to that, I will, uh, I will amend that which, which needs uh, attention. Tifla would be the opposite, that I accuse other people. So Iov is still in the face of Tifla, where he uh, praises God, and not Tifla, where he accuses God. So he, he managed to sort of like... Uh, uh, succeed in this in this uh, trial. 
then chapter 2 ויהי היום ויבוא בני האלוהים להתייצב על אדוני ויבוא גם השטן בתוכם להתייצב על אדוני the same setting the children of God or the second in command the messengers come to report to God Satan comes as well ויומר אדוני אל השטן השמת לבך אל עבדי יופקין כמו בארץ אשתם וישר ויראה אלוהים ושר מרע again God says where are you coming from from traveling did you see you you see he's a righteous man he's a good man ועודנו מחזיק בטומאתו, and he still cleaves to his full and innocent and unwavering belief. He still believes in me wholeheartedly. ותסיתני בו לבלעו חינם. You instigated me to cause him damage for no thing, for no reason. See the irony, because it's not, it's not the Satan, Satan didn't say anything. God pulled it out of him. He says, you, it's your fault. ויען השטן את אדוני ויאמר, עור בעד עור, וכל אשר לאיש ייתן בעד נפשו. So this, by the way, it's, you know, in the mind of many religious people, we have that, we think, you know, when th- something happens to us, we imagine that there was some kind of a dialogue up, you know, up there that we cannot witness. They were saying this, in favor, in, in, you know, against us, what was going on. So here, the Satan answers and tells God, Yes, of course, he still believes in you. Why is that? It's sort of an enigmatic statement. Skin, skin for skin. One is willing to give everything he has as long as his life is protected. So based on that, on the second half of the Pasuk, the first half is understood as... Uh, In a, with an analogy, when if you take a, a torch, for example, and you put it closer to someone's face, what would be the immediate reaction of that person? It would be to raise his hand, if he can, to protect his face. But his hand is going to get burned. But the face is more important than the hand. So this is what they say. The children, the possessions, they are the hands. His life is the face. He, he's, as long as you keep that... He'll, he'll, um, he'll respect you. Says, go touch his own flesh and, and body. He will, ble- he will curse you to your face. Um, he says, you have him, but keep him alive. The rabbis comment on that. He says, מצערו של איוב. משל אומרים לאדם, שבור חבית ושמור את ינה. They say, the Satan suffered more than איוב, because he would have wanted to take his soul, but they tell a person, break the barrel, but keep the wine inside. I don't know that that is true. Unfortunately, we know from human history, that there were many uh, human Satans, that tortured other humans, and kept them barely alive, just to torture them. So, It's not so clear. Anyway, the Satan goes, So he plagues Eov with an inflammation that Shehin, that comes from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Now the word Shehin in Hebrew is related to the word Sekhun, in Arabic, means hot, heat. 
and also the word shana shechuna means dry year with no with no rain. So shehin uh, is this kind of inflammation that one it boils. It feels like the the body is boiling. Body is boiling. It's 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 very very uh, annoying, disturbing. One cannot do anything. Uh, and what Yov does, he took a potsherd to scratch himself as he sat in ashes. So that is not only physical torture, it's the, the image. Can you imagine that person now, torn clothes, his head is shaven, he sits on the ground in a pile of ashes, because ashes was the sign of mourning, and he's oops, all naked, and he's, uh, or, you know, with torn clothes, and he takes a shard of, of, uh, of uh, pottery and scratches his body. He's reduced to, to almost an animal. And that's very degrading for him to end up the suffering. What happens now? His wife says, Oh, you still think that God is just? Enough already. Bless God, meaning yes. it's a euphemism. Curse God, and he will, he will take your life away, and that's it. You're done. So uh, that I think is uh, you know what what the, what the what the book of Yov tells us here is it's saying that this is the first indication of who was Yov. The uh, his wife his wife lived for him for all these years, right? And she was the mother of his children. So if they have ten children. Should have married for a while, right? And they, the oldest son, I mean, the, if they're all having the feasts together, probably they're, they're already married for 30 years, something like that. So his wife for 30 years should have been somehow influenced by his ideology, by his teachings. But his wife says, I don't believe in God. That's what she says. Not she, doesn't believe, she believes in God. There is a God. He is powerful, but he's not just. There's no system. There's no reward and punishment. She says, you still believe that betumatecha, tam is um, wholesome. You still think that the system works? It doesn't work. Barech Elohim vamut. And what does he answer? You speak like a shameless woman. The word naval is actually more than shameless. It means empty. Because the word nevel Nevel is yeah. Nevela is nevela is a dead animal. From the nevela, from the the, the hide of the animal, they used to do uh, a bagpipe. That was the the first uh, musical instrument, one of the first <coughs> musical instrument, and it would make noise because it was empty. So naval is someone who has no values, is empty. He says you're an empty woman. How can he say that after all these years they were married? What it means is that. His education or his beliefs were never extended to other people. He lived in his own bubble. He, even with his children, if you recall, he brought sacrifices for them. He's sort of like, okay, I'll pay for them. They did something wrong, I'll pay for it. He's not educating them. He's covering up for them. It's the same thing. I had a conversation with, with, with a man in his, in his 40s who had a, you know, a marital problems, extramarital affair, was crying, and I started asking him about 
where his parents were in his education in his, as a child. They were never present. He said, if I had a problem in school, my mother would bail me out. With a lot of money, she would bail me out. Obviously, this is what happened. He was not educated. I think that's the same criticism that he's giving to Hanoch, right? To Hanoch in the Midrash? Right. Right. Righteous. But only him, with Elohim, right. right. But more, more emphatically, with Noah. The Hazal said about Noah. Ish tzadik tamim haya bedorotav et ha-Elohim ita lech Noah. Noah walked with God. They say he was a righteous man and he was not righteous enough. Why is that? Because uh, he, he was the one with God, but not, not others. And the, the proof is, and we're going to read it this Shabbat, when God comes and tells Noah, I'm going to save you because you're righteous. Noah doesn't pray for his generation. He doesn't influence his, his people. He, as long as he's protected in, on his ark, in his bubble, he's okay. And the interesting thing is that uh, the, later on in Avi Hezkel mentions Noah and Eof together, and also Daniel. Daniel, because that was the, the, the person that everybody knew, but Noah and Eof. What is, the, what is the relationship between Noah and Yov? Both of them are sort of righteous people, but only for themselves, not for others. And the Navi says, Hezkel, he says, if a land, if a country will sin or will, will transgress and rebel against me, I will, I will punish them. And even if Noah and Yov will be there, they will only save themselves. They will not save others. So clearly this is how the Bible perceives Eov. So, after Eov tells her that, he says, Are we only going to receive the good things that God gives us and not the bad things? With all that, he didn't utter any bad word, any blasphemy. And here the rabbis comment, when you say you didn't say anything wrong, it's not the same praise as before. Before, he says, Yov did not turn against God. Now you're saying he didn't say anything bad. But his behavior projected. So what I would, what I would like to, to, uh, to show as we go through Yov, this is my understanding of the book, that there are different, the, the Yov presents different schools of thought on the question of good and evil and divine justice. And Eov's wife is the first one to show what she thinks. Eov, up until, to this, up until that moment, believed that there's a system. If you do good, you'll be rewarded. If you do evil, you'll be punished. Eov's wife says, now, it's not working. You know what? There is a, God, God is, a, is a dictator. He'll do whatever he wants with you. As long as you had a good run, you enjoyed it, good. Now, there's no point in suffering. Commit suicide. What is the best way to commit suicide? If you turn against God, God will kill you. That's it. And they didn't. They do not believe in the afterlife. So that's the end. That's the end. All once they die, they die. At least in this book, we we are not talking about the afterlife. We only talk about this life. So because otherwise she would be concerned about what will happen later on, right? No. So what she says, her her belief is. The world is arbitrary. What happens in the world is not predicted, not determined by your acts. And therefore, the best thing is to get out of this world. Take the first exit out. Goodbye. Once you suffer. And he doesn't accept it. He says, he's not saying, 
is not saying that he thinks that what God did is right. He calls it ra, evil. He says, but I have to accept it, meaning I, have, I cannot opt out of this world. I have to stay here and accept the divine verdict. But we'll see later on that there are different approaches. Eov has a different approach. His friends have a different approach. And his fourth friend, uh, Elihu, has a complete... So there are four schools of thought that we will see in Eov. We'll stop here. It's at the end of uh, middle of chapter 2. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.